know yourself and decide where you would fit in the best, what will give you the most enjoyment, what will do the best for your town, your community, and go from there. Welcome, neighbors, to Hometown Earth, the podcast that brings a down-to-earth approach to all of your sustainability questions. I'm your host, Lena Sanford, here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Here, we believe that everyone can change the world. Do you believe? I'm a Midwest gal with big dreams to discover what it takes to reduce my impact on this beautiful place we call Hometown Earth. Join me every Tuesday as we navigate what actions we can take, big or small, to make a positive impact in your life and the lives of your neighbors on Hometown Earth. Hello, neighbors. I am so privileged to have on the show today Mayor Keith Sanford, or as I like to call him, my dad. He's been the mayor of Steele, Missouri, my rural hometown of about 2,000 people for about 18 years and has been a pillar of the community his entire life. So when I decided I wanted to talk about how to get involved in your local government and contribute positively to your community, I knew I had to have him on. So, Dad, do you mind introducing yourself? Hello, everybody. My name is Keith Sanford. I'm the mayor of the city of Steele. The population actually is 2,172. Okay. Just let Lena know. (laughs) A little over 2,000. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Well, do you want to just tell us kind of how you got involved in the local community here um, as far back as as you want to go? Well, from what I understand, we're, we're discussing getting involved with your community on a sustainable level because if you don't sustain your community, it's just like the rest of the world. People, it's imperative that everyone gets involved. I started out as a real young child in Holland, Missouri, which is about three miles from here, and playing checkers with World War I veterans. And what I was, the city marshal and the city water main and the city everything back in those days. And so I was at City Hall quite a bit then and could see things coming and going. Later on, my dad was mayor of that little town and got a water system installed. And so after I had two darling children, young girls, I decided that I would try to make the town that they lived in better. So I ran for city government. But city government isn't the only way to get involved with your community. You know, I was a Rotarian, and we used to have a Kiwanis club in town. When I was a kid in high school, I was in the Keith Club, so even in high school, I was interested in, in how to make my town work. Yeah, I remember growing up, we were always part of the Rotary Pancake Breakfast, helping to serve. Uh, I don't even know how old we were then. Oh, as soon as we could get y'all to carry a plate, we put y'all to work. <laughs> Holding out pancakes, band. smiling. Yeah. Yep. So and that was a good exercise in uh, getting your family part of the community. Well, then, then you start having discussions because you're there at, at functions together, and then it transcends politics and everything, and you, you're just citizens of the same community. That's why the city of Steele's lucky enough to have for people in larger cities, they, they don't realize a community center, how, how gifted it, a community is to have one. And we have a really nice community center that that's uh, set up and we've maintained. And it's not just for the city of Steele. The whole south end of the county uses the community center for weddings and everything. We, and we get together and we talk. We're country people. Yeah. So for small towns or big towns alike, why do you think it's important for people to get involved and to support their community? 
Well, you get involved for different reasons, of course, in your community thing. One, you one day you might be uh, in your yard, and your next door neighbor has chickens. <laughs> you think, well, my gosh, what can I do about these chickens? Well, I need to call something. Who do I call? I, I, and actually, I've had that happen several times. <laughs> I have uh, a sister in uh, Joplin, and that's something akin to that happened to her. And she called me up and said, who do you call? And I said, well, call your alderman up. That's who you call. And in this small town I'm in, a lot of times instead of the alderman, they'll call the mayor, which is me because, you know, we all know each other. But that was the chain of command, and, and she got a really good reaction from her alderman. She was really happy about it. But that's how she got started. And some people want a street light. Some people want a ditch. Some people just want the town to grow or plant flowers or you know, and it's not just city government. You can be part of the Chamber of Commerce, and, you know, it, it doesn't take so much of your time. You can come and go a little bit easier with groups like that. But you still, the point is to get get around your neighbors yeah. and decide what it's going to take to make your town keep growing and be sustainable. You, We, we want the town to be to where its water systems are good, and it's if you have water coming in, you got waste going out. And around here, we're a, we're a rural community where people fish and hunt. Well, you don't want to pollute your streams because you're eating out of those streams. Right. I mean, we got some fishermen around here. <laughs> hey, well, you got a, fishing stories. We got fishing yeah. stories. So. Well, I think you know, even like as far as you're talking about being the the change you kind of want to see in your town and um, kind of being a part of that. That also applies to if you're wanting you know, healthy pro food programs. Well, that's sustainable because by virtue of getting healthier food for people, you're probably, you know, whether that's a community garden or just trying to get something better in the school systems, uh, you're likely going to be, you know, reducing emissions there and just making, you know, when people are healthier by nature, then that means they're going to treat the planet healthier. That's just how that relationship kind of goes. A community effort is important because it's also, whether first or second nature, helping the environment and people, you know, first and foremost, people usually when it comes to community and then also the environment. But sometimes it can do both. And even like the sidewalks, like you poured a whole bunch of new sidewalks. Well, that's an initiative for people to walk or ride their bike instead of driving a car. Absolutely. There's... I think about people instead of walking. My my goal always with sidewalks was to imagine if you were in a wheelchair and you had to go to the grocery store. That was my goal. Right. So I try to make connect major areas of the town with right. workable sidewalks. And then people said they'll never use those sidewalks. And over the years, you get to notice and everybody used them. Right. It, they but they can't use them unless they're there, and people have to think that they need them. Right. So that's that's what you have to do. Well. And also, when you're supporting your community, it allows you to meet new people and friends and neighbors and grow an appreciation for the people that are there, so you want to take care of them a little bit more. Well, you want your town to be a, a town where people want to live, because that's what it's come down to in this rural country, that some towns die and blow away. Well, why did they do that? Well, no one wanted to live there. You People want to live in a town where it's breathable, where they can raise gardens in the backyard without the pesticides killing their garden, where they can raise flowers. I like to raise flowers myself, but nonetheless, it's the same thing where it's a livable town, and it takes a consciousness 
by the population and the interaction with the farmers and you know everybody involved to to make the town work that way. So why do you think it's important then um, on the government, local government side, to try to get involved? Well, you have a little bit more power to do things if you're involved in the government. If you're a citizen, you have power to go to your government and ask them to do things, but you depend on the people that you elect to use the power that you've given them as a government to enact things that don't uh, discard waste in the wrong part of town to... uh, Make sure things are mowed and rodents and, and other things that might be a danger to you are, are not present in the town. That enact programs that we, we have to put in a new wastewater system to where the uh, outflow from our waste is going to be almost minimal in the streams. But the government has to get together. It has to pass bonds to do that. It has to get the people behind it. You have to have hearings. And all that has to be done before the project is, is, is completed. But if you want the area to stay sustainable to where people can stay here and live, it has to be done. You don't have a choice. And that's, that's, why, you, that's why you need government. And you need people in government that have the fortitude to do that, to tell the people this has right. to be done and get them behind them. And I think a lot of the times now people just talk on Facebook or groups and don't actually want to get involved and they just want to shout into the void about what they want done but don't do it. So that's where that change actually can happen is not on your Facebook screen but like going to city council meetings. Um, So what do you think are some ways that people could get involved in their local government then? Well, you start out in, in larger cities like Columbia where you live. Everything's broken down into committees. And you go, and, the, and it's really a good system up in Columbia. And they, they list the committees and what the committee's for. Say it's a park committee or a road committee. And you take your concern to that committee. And so that's how you interact. And then it works its way up the chain. In smaller towns like we have here in the rural area, you call your alderman and, or you can call City Hall. And when we have a council meeting, you have a right to get up and talk. I don't let you talk for 30 minutes, but I'll give you five <laughs> or 10 minutes to make your case, you yeah, know, because yeah. there's a lot of other business the council has to do. Yeah. But you can actually, you know, become part of a meeting. And, you know, that's your right as a citizen, citizen of steel. You have a right to come voice yourself to the city council. Yeah. If they don't do what you want to do, then you get out and you, if you have the time and the fortitude, you run for city council yourself. Or any of these boards, like committee positions, um, park boards, library boards, whatever you're passionate about. Yeah, those are about. independent boards. They have in it their own tax bases, so they have their they make their own decisions. Of course, the park board and the library boards and things like that. And don't be disappointed if you don't win whenever you run for something the first time. Right. Because I lost the first time I ran. <laughs> lost pretty handily, the best I can remember. I've lost a time or two. So, <laughs> so, yeah, other than running for open positions or even going to those committees and kind of talking to them, you could also just volunteer for projects or help. Maybe you give them ideas for a project and get a team of people together that you know might want to help out. Well, you can't do everything. That's right. Yeah. And, like, say I'm in city government, but the people, I, I admire the people that, run the food pantry so much that they, you know, they 
get together. The, the churches take turns. They, they box the food up on one week and get everything ready. Then they have distribution, I think, the third Thursday of every month. And that's barely been enough through these hard times, the COVID times. And then they have a closed closet. It takes people to man and organize that thing. And anytime someone's house burns or they're just in need, they can go and get that done. And those people are just as important as the mayor and the city council because they are actually on the front lines of helping the people that are are that need the most and they in your terms of what you do they recycle things they you know they take stuff from the food bank and they they give it to people in need they take clothes that are donated and they organize them and they clean them up and then they give them to people in need and so you know i i've listened to some of your podcasts and i know that there's a lot of waste in clothes yeah and is. you know i thought at first that oh that's not going to be used very much so i investigated it and found out that there's a lot of people that use that i'll just and then there's a line out the door and around the block for the food pantry even in this small town so those people really work hard and i don't know they get the appreciation that that say somebody sits up there at a council meeting and bangs a gavel and (laughs) thinks there's somebody right so how do you in that respect then how do you think people can keep going without getting burnt out if you're working hard for your community or even for one task that you think is important? Well, that's burnout is a good word, good thing to bring up because, well, some people are young and energetic and go all the time, but you do need to pace yourself. You need to set goals and then try try to keep yourself from overdoing because you, you, you can't do too much. Right. You can be in too many organizations and then... There's, because there's always going to be a need of something to be done, so kind of like know yourself and decide where you would fit in the best, what will give you the most enjoyment, what will do the best for your town, your community, and go from there. Yeah, and I think some, you know, in at least a small town, once you sign up for one thing, then you're the go-to person. Well, hey, what about this? Let's start this up. So that's a good advice to uh, essentially will, pace yourself. and You'll be, be on the zoning board. Right. And you'll be on everything <laughs> else if they think that they can get you to be on something and show up. Right. Just be re- willing to say no sometimes. Sometimes you you, you need to for the greater good. Right. So that so that you can go the long distance. Right. And you still might be able to like volunteer or something for whatever they're doing uh, every once in a while, but maybe not running, you know, an operation. Absolutely. Well. Plan on being always a help to my community if I can be. So another way that people could get involved in even the local community is to maybe even start a new club or organization, kind of like we're talking about. You could start a club if you thought there was a need for another one. You could join the existing clubs and try to sway them or revitalize them in, in the way you want to. I think our local Rotary Club's uh, membership's gone up and the Chamber's gotten really active. We just, you know, we since COVID started to ease up, we had our first spring festival this year from the Chamber and everybody's ready to get out and try to hopefully be positive after this time of darkness that the whole country's gone through. So, you know, it's it's time to join things and make things better because I think the sun's coming up and it's going to be a brighter day. I agree. I hope so, at least. So, we'll make it so. <laughs> we'll make it so. So, as far as, like, you know, we're kind of saying, okay, get involved in your community, 
Um, and one of those ways is through local government. But let's talk about, you know, why is it important that local government and the community work together? Well, you can get so much more done if the government can't do things that civic organizations can do. They, they, they can't rally the same people, whereas civic organizations can't block off routes for the parade with right. the, and things like that that the government can do. So you can have separate pieces of music, but you can't have an orchestra without everybody working together. I mean, and, you, and a lot of times, especially in a small town, you know, there are interconnections like, well, it's my, my wife's over here in this organization, and they need so-and-so. And that's what she tells her husband, the alderman, and he goes to the city council and says, well, this group needs this. Can we help them do that? And they say, well, well sure there are. We need the uh, community center free for have this uh, thing for taking care of your babies right. and for child care and things like that because we we do we give space for free for anything like that yeah it's a matter of it's just like you can do more with two hands than you can with one and they have to work together one inspires the other hopefully if you ever get things going right which i have seen it do it and everybody gets on the same page then you can really transform a small town into a, a really nice place to live where kids are we have a lot of baseball programs. We have a lot of baseball stars that come out of this town. Kids are playing baseball. The streets are clean. The you know the city government's on the ball, and all the the streets are paved. And it takes all all another for the things to come out into a, the right blend. But people have to get involved to do it. Yeah, I mean, I think even you know bigger towns that they started as a small town, and then you that's why. You know, it's important for at any level to get involved because you could grow or you could, you know, de degress. You could get smaller. Um, so once these small towns are working on this stuff together, then it also affects the county. It affects the state, and it just allows more people to grow together. My, my statement to people is, these are your neighbors. You know, work with your neighbors because they, they're your neighbors, and they want a better town, too. And you were talking about Facebook and this or that. And sometimes you have to get up and stand on your legs and walk out the door, go next door and shake your neighbor's hand and say, well, what kind of neighborhood we got? What can we do to keep it nice like right. it is or to make it better? And that's what you have to do. Yeah. And I mean, something we've talked about is coming together to face challenges. You know, that you can't face challenges alone. And we've seen a lot in the last couple of years, um, especially with people getting more divisive and not going out and meeting people. So in order to face these challenges that we're coming up as a town, as a country, we've got to be able to build that community stronger. Well, my plea to people is that, uh, first, I'm, a, I'm an older guy now, is that get out and make it happen. Get out and meet your neighbors. Get out and make it a, a sustainable community that takes care of its resources and the resources that are around it because time's getting short. Don't just sit there and think someone else is going to do it because someone else isn't going to do it. You've got to help do it. You might not do it all, but you've got to, you know, at least let the people that are out there going hard to know that you're behind them and you'll do what you can, but do something because time's getting short for you people, for you young people. <laughs> it really is. I mean, I've seen, like I say, I used to play checkers with people from World War One, <laughs> new people from World War Two. Yeah. Known people from the Vietnam War. I've been around for a long time, and 
Yeah. I haven't seen anything like this environmental challenge that's facing y'all. It does need quick action. It needs people working together. It needs a community with groups that talk to each other and that talk to their government and a government that listens because governments don't have to listen. I've known governments that didn't listen to their people. They don't have to. You elect them. Right. What are you going to do? Right. It's hard to recall them. You got them for so many years. That's why it's important for people to vote. That's why it's important for people to vote. Yeah. Absolutely. So can you give me an example maybe of an instance that the local government and community really worked together to face a challenge? I think the food pantry would probably be one of my yeah. favorite examples because if we didn't have one, some of the local pastors approached me and the city council about what we could do. And the city came up with a building that they could be, and they're still in the building. And this has been 20, oh, it's been over 20 <laughs> years since we did that. Yeah. And that's um, that's how it got started. And it was a, a need that was recognized by someone in the community. They came to the city government. The city government says, yes, we can help with that. We'll be glad to. And, and we made it happen. And it's still going on. So That's a good example. Yeah, that's how it works. You could do the same thing with some parks. There used to be a, no large park in town, and people got together and wanted a park and got the land donated for it. And now we've got one of the nicest parks, I guess, you know, around. Yeah. Really. Pavilion, walking track. Yeah, I almost feel like sometimes... Base, baseball field. We got it all. <laughs> I almost feel like sometimes, though... So, like, say the food pantry. That was about 20 years ago it was. or so. So, you know, people don't realize that there was that need and why it's important. Um, and it's kind of just, you know, in even my life, like, it, it's something that's always been there that I've remembered. How, you know, I feel like people get engaged in community because of an instance, and then the instance gets fixed, and then it kind of moves on and becomes a norm. So I guess how do you get people to stay committed to their community after this one instance? You'll, you'll never run out of challenges. Yeah. <laughs> you'll never run out of challenges. And then if you solve a problem and, and you were the hero about something, time will move on past you, and there'll be other heroes in the community that will step up. And appreciate them for their moment when they when they touch up. There, there's always going to be challenges to small towns and large towns. And like I, I'm trying to tell you, there's a, there's a big challenge to your generation right now as far as climate change and uh, resources that are going to be available. And, you know, out here where we are in the rural country, we can always about grow all our own food. So we'll probably get by. But, you know, things, I don't want to be dire because they don't have to be dire. If everyone gets together and realizes that we are challenged, America's always been a country that rises to the challenge. That's true. And so that's what we need. That's the realization. That's what these groups all need to get together and realize what what the challenge is and then come up with the solution and work together with their government to solve that challenge. Right. That's the goal. That's what we have to do. Right. Do you have any tips for how people can work together even though they might not have the same background or viewpoints. We'll, yeah. we'll say it nicely, viewpoints. Yeah. I'd say my tip is keep your mouth shut till you think about things just a minute. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good I think tip. Then you'll, you'll get along a lot better with people if you do that. Yeah, and I feel like just even just listening, you know, keep your mouth shut, but you also got to open your ears and 
your mind a little bit and listen to what other people are yeah. saying instead of just waiting for your next rebuttal. So I always tell my city council that uh, five heads are a lot smarter than one. Yeah. And you just use that principle with however many people you're dealing with because there's ideas out there I guarantee that you don't have. Some of them be good ideas too. Anything else you want to share? No, I just, um, I'm proud of your podcast and um, your goals in it. And, and I think you're trying to rise to a challenge yourself. So I wish you luck. Thank you. Well, I have great inspiration. You've always been a good teacher for telling me how to get involved and why it's important. So if we just all started sharing that motivation and just essentially through action. I mean, it was you were involved, and through that I was pushed to get involved. So we just need to lead through action just like you, and we'll all be a better place for it. We hope so. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, Dad. Thank you, Lena. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Hometown Earth as much as I did. Let us know by rating and subscribing so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every week on Tuesday. Head to the show notes linked in the episode description for more details. And let us know in the comments what you want to hear next. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. And you can find more about the podcast on Instagram at Hometown Earth or connect with me personally at Lena Sanford. We all know change needs to happen. So let's get started right here at Hometown Earth. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.